Hey guys, all right, we are in the middle of a really fun season about all the horrible things we're feeling during the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, the titles of these episodes are heavy, but we like to deal with stuff in a real way. We like to talk about what's really going on in your lives and not gloss over it. And honestly, I believe when we talk about what's really going on, we experience freedom. And so if you're here and you're new, I want to say welcome. And we're so glad you're here. I hope that specifically this episode is going to make you feel less alone. We are talking about loneliness. Let's go. This is Made for This Podcast. We want to thank Issue for supporting Made for This. Create once and distribute everywhere. Everything's optimized to post on your website and your social platforms. Get started with Issue today for free or sign up for a premium account and get 50% off at issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code made for this. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. John 13, 35. And now here's Jenny. So as you guys know, we are talking about all the different ways we feel undone during the season, and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of emotions going around. There's a lot of thoughts going around. There's a lot of feelings. So what I want to talk about today is loneliness, and this is something I am so passionate about. In fact, I'm writing a book on it right now because I really believe that our DNA, the way God has built us and made us, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert is to be in deep, intimate relationship with people. And because we don't understand how to do that the way that God wants us to do that, so many of us feel betrayed, hurt, rejected, lonely. And I want to talk about it in a really relevant way to this season because not only is this an issue, I mean, this book in my heart has been growing for years. It's something that I've heard from many of you that you want to have closer relationships, you just don't know how. And so I've been burdened to write this for years. And then I'm sitting in the midst of a pandemic where everybody's separated from each other. And it definitely felt like this was the right time to write this book in the midst of really a lonely season for myself too. I know this feeling. I know this feeling well. And I'm an extrovert with a lot of friends and I still feel lonely. It happened this morning. We have just come out of a season where one of our kids got COVID and so We were all locked down. She's fine. We're all fine and out of quarantine finally after two weeks. And so I just miss people again. It's it's been one of those seasons where we couldn't even have friends over in the yard. And so it's just been a really lonely two weeks. And so finally I'm free and I I get out and my kids are able to go back to school and I'm so excited and everybody's busy, right? Like I can't even see my good friends and and they're busy and and back to work because you know they've been in quarantine forever too and and their kids have recently gone back to school. So anyway, I just had this sinking feeling. It was this morning as I was driving like I don't even know who to call. Like I don't even know who to catch up with. I kind of need to catch up with everybody. I've I've got two sisters who I love. I need to call them, my mom, and my good friends here, my small group. I kind of need to catch up with everybody, but I feel kind of paralyzed and and a little bit invisible and really not sure where even to start. Now that is a really vulnerable, insecure moment that I'm telling you guys. And I think I have to start there because 
I think just the way I am wired, I am so relational that I can sometimes appear that my heart is always overflowing with people I love in my life. And yes, I would say a lot of times it is, but there are still those moments where I feel disconnected and I feel, you know, expendable, I guess is the word. Now, all my good friends are about to call me if they're listening to this and be worried about me. First of all, I do. I am blessed. I really do have great, great friends. And I have a family that I'm close to. But I think all of us feel that way, whether you have that intact or not. And I think that's the common human experience is we're the only people in our own heads. We're the only people experiencing our exact life, even if we have a husband, even if we have kids, even if we have other people living right beside us, we're still the only ones experiencing the emotions we feel and the experiences we have. Henry Nouwen is one of my favorite authors when he talks about this issue. And he says this, there's a twilight zone in our hearts that we ourselves cannot see. Even when we know quite a lot about ourselves, our gifts, our weaknesses, our ambitions, our aspirations, our motives, and our drives, large parts of ourselves remain in the shadow of our consciousness. This is a very good thing. We will always remain partially hidden even to ourselves. Other people, especially those who love us, can often see our twilight zones better than we see ourselves. The way we are seen and understood by others is different from the way we see and understand ourselves. We will never fully know the significance of our presence in the lives of our friends. That's a grace, a grace that calls us not only to humility, but to a deep trust in those who love us. It is the twilight zones of our hearts where true friendships are born. I think there is this ache in us to be fully known, to be fully seen, to be fully loved, to be fully understood that nobody but God can ever enter, right? Like that that's the reality. But what friendship is supposed to do, what close relationships are supposed to do is to expose parts of ourselves where maybe we don't even know or understand we're thinking or we don't even know or understand that we're feeling. I hope all of you can think of times where you've been sitting with somebody that you feel close to and that you love and you've uncovered something about yourself. You thought of something that you've never thought of before until you were in that moment with that person talking about you know, your hopes or dreams or or frustrations or doubts. And sometimes until we're sitting there seen and known by somebody else, we don't even fully understand what it is we're feeling ourselves. I have good friends at this that that bother me. I mean, they will intrude into the recesses of my of my heart and make me talk about what's really going on because I don't like to always do that candidly. Like I like to kind of, you know, be happy and simple and not figure out what the deep, dark thing is I'm feeling or thinking, even though I love to make all of you do that. I personally, it, it feels difficult for me to, to sit down and make room for that and time for that. And even to find the right people to, to uncover that and to listen to that. And so I have friends that do that though, and I'm so grateful for them. And I also hate it, right? But there's parts of me that, that I'll never even know if I don't have those people that pull that out of me. Now, some of you are thinking to yourself, in fact, I hear this all the time, I don't have any friends. I want to have friends and I don't have any friends and I don't know how to make them. Guys, I know this is like 101 and my mom used to say this all the time. If you want friends, you've got to be a good friend. It's true. But let me say this really clearly. Nobody's going to pursue you. Quit waiting. And that's not because there's a massive issue with you, although maybe there's some barriers to your personality that you need to talk through, work through, and figure out if, you, if you're if you hurting or bitter or whatever. You, you might need to work through that. But largely, 
this is just the reality of our day. Everybody's busy. Nobody's prioritizing this. And it takes stepping out and being intentional again and again and again. And for some of you, you think, I have done that so long and nobody's reciprocating. Let me just say this. That might be your role in people's lives. And I know they're grateful for it, but so many people just don't initiate and they think that they can live without this. Be the initiator. Be the person that reaches out. Cigna did a study last year on loneliness and 10,000 people from across the USA of all ages took a survey on how lonely they felt and 61% said they were lonely. I think it's higher than that. I saw a little poll that Sadie Robertson did recently and I know her audience is is largely younger, but when I saw that, uh, the numbers on that, she asked, you know, how many of you are anxious? I think it was like over 90%. How many of you feel lonely? And it was, again, around 90%. So we're looking at an epidemic of loneliness that majority of people feel alone. So so as you initiate, initiate into that loneliness. Realize that you're not the only person that feels alone. And and you are doing such a service in, in loving people and reaching out to them and caring about them and wanting to spend time with them, wanting to be intentional with them. John 13, 35 says, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. Our relationships, how we love each other, how we intentionally pursue each other shows people God. It is the demonstration of the spirit of God moving in our lives, in relationships. You see that when you see really great friends that are loving and thoughtful and listen to each other and look out for each other. You see that and feel that and you want that, right? Like that is real and and we all crave that. I think about when Sarah Henry, and some of you have heard the story, one of my very best friends in Austin, Texas, she had a massive stroke at 35 years old. She had been so intentional and pursued so many people. Guys, I, in fact, I remember her sitting on my bed when she first moved here. And I said this exact same thing to her. I said, you've got to pursue people. Like this isn't just going to fall in your lap. You've got to go make it happen. And so she did. And sure enough, I mean, when she has her stroke in the waiting room is over 20 people that consider her one of her dearest friends. And even to this day, like we've got that text stream still alive and well. It's been six, seven years since her stroke. And all of us text and and we still are the support system around Sarah. I was FaceTiming with her this week. We are a sisterhood that surrounds her. And it's because she was intentional, because she asked us to dinner, because she made fun plans and we all wanted to go, because she rented this weird, like, it was like a bicycle bar. Like we had to pedal. Have y'all ever seen these things? It's like a trolley and you have to pedal and Anyway, and you all hang out together and you face each other. It's not worth it, by the way. It's way too much work for whatever. But it's a memory I will never, ever forget. She just made things fun. And and she thought of adventures for us to go on. And she, you know, dreamed up things that none of us really wanted to even do. But we went and did them with her because we loved her. And because she asked. And because she planned. And because she thought about what would make a memory. And all of that carried her through this horrible season of having the stroke. And and I remember when she she couldn't even speak yet, but she would make dinner plans with me as soon as she had her freedom before she could drive, but she was, you know, out of rehab and, and home. She would text me and be like, tomorrow? And I'd be like, you want to go to dinner tomorrow? She was like, yep. I mean, she was, she was in, being intentional without her words in a wheelchair. Like she was still pursuing me and still wanting to make plans with me. And I just think those type of people are are rare. And we need to be those people. We need to be the people that pursue and that see the value of friendship and understand that we need each other and that we need to be known and we need to help other people feel known. 
This is a great call. So let's talk about in the midst of the pandemic. Gosh, there's so much happening. There's so much happening and we're all so isolated. So this week we had over a few friends after quarantine, you know, we were we were ready to see some people. And so we had a few friends over and we pulled our backyard furniture out into our front yard and they picked up tacos and came over and we sat out there, I want to say for three or four hours. Now there were mosquitoes, we sprayed down with off and we just sat out there and enjoyed the night. And guys, it just takes, you know, some mosquito spray and a few chairs that you can get cheap at Walmart. Those plastic Adirondack chairs are like, you know, under $20 each and set them in your front yard and, and hang out and bring people in. And it doesn't have to be complicated. absolutely love using Issue around here. One of their cool features is you can actually upload your PDF or your big files into their system and then you can use it to embed that PDF in right into your website. So it's easy for people to flip through your PDF. It almost looks like a magazine and we use it all the time for Theology. Issue even makes it super simple to upload your PDFs and your files and post it everywhere. Like you can turn your PDF into an Instagram story or a Facebook post. Get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issuu.com slash podcast and use the promo code made for this. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code made for this at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issuu.com slash podcast with promo code made for this. And now back to Jenny. Okay, here's a few questions that I'm going to answer. I think they're common questions that all of you are feeling and have expressed. So here we go. How can I know so many people and still feel so desperately lonely? And here's what I would say. You've got to push the conversation deeper. You cannot stop at catching up about your kids or your work or what's happening in your life. You've got to ask intentional questions. So let me give you a few examples. Number one, this was something I did recently with a few friends. I asked this. I felt a little bit alone and I I miss them and I didn't want to just talk about, you know, how our kids were doing. So I asked my friends, I was like, okay, what is making you anxious right now and what is making you happy? And that was a whole different level of conversation, right? Like what was making them anxious wasn't maybe work came up or maybe a kid came up, but it was how they felt about it, right? It wasn't about that kid or their work. It was about what they were experiencing in their heart. And I think that's what we've got to get better at is great conversations. We've got to get better at asking real questions that cut to the heart of what it is we're feeling and what it is we're experiencing. And then I have the chance to answer that. And I got to talk about the happy things too in my life. We don't do that enough. What is making you anxious? What is making you happy? Yes. So next conversation, ask that. How can I make friends when it feels like a dead end every single time? Now, so many of you have faced rejection and disappointment in this, and I get it. I have too. Oh my gosh, I'm writing this book right now about this. And the number of stories when I sat down where I have felt rejected or betrayed or where, you know, maybe I've hurt somebody and pushed them away, it was really embarrassing. I was like, I really can't be writing this book because I have too many people I've hurt and too many people that have hurt me. And then, you know what? I was like, this is life. Like I also have times 1000 of that, that were healthy, awesome relationships or are currently. I have so many people in my life that feel loved and that I love. So yes, I have some really difficult things that I could have let define my ability to be a friend. I could have let it define my ability to have close relationships. But 
if I would have done that, I would miss every friend that I have if I would let those those negative experiences define it. So you just have to keep going. I know that's super simple advice and I know that's easier said than done, but I've lived it. I've lived conflict like you cannot believe with people and I have somehow mustered up the courage to open my heart to new people. It just, it is intentional and you have to want it and you have to pursue it. But I get it. I get that it's hard. I'm not sitting here imagining that this is easy for you. I just know that it's worth it. What are some ways I can put myself out there right now during this time? I would just say, again, pursue. So a lot of what we typically are busy with isn't happening. And so we gathered a group of friends that we enjoy but don't see very often to once a month work through some curriculum together that I'm really excited about. And so as couples, we're just going to get together once a month. But I made that happen. Like I made the invite list. I brought people together. I cannot wait to do it. It's going to be in our house or outside. But what I know is that we need this as couples. We need to be around other couples that are going through similar things. And I can't wait. It'll be awesome. And you know what? Over the course of the year, it's like 10 meetings. We don't meet during the summer. It's just it's just once a month. But it'll pull together some people that I love but that I don't see very often. So take a minute in your life and think about it. Like what could you pull people together around? Is it if table? This is important for you guys to know. Go to iftable.com and you can get conversation cards and recipes. And that might be what you do once a month. My friend Brooke, who runs If Gathering, every month she has this if table since she's lived here. And they come together and process things. It's basically a deep, small group, but it started as an if table, but it brought amazing, diverse community into her life that she was craving. And so whatever it is for you, like just find that that handle and, and bring people around it. That's what we love to do at If Gathering is build tools that bring people together. So hopefully if you go to ifgathering.com, go to iftable.com, you can find something to invite people to and to talk more deeply than just the casual like, hey, what's going on? Because then you leave and you don't feel known, right? You can go hang out with people socially and leave and feel completely invisible still and completely lonely. So you've got to be intentional about what it is you're talking about and what it is you're doing together. Okay, here's another question. How can I make my limited interactions meaningful instead of shallow? Okay, guys, this is the key. I believe it is not just quantity. It is also quality. So what do you do? You have got to build environments in your home. I mean, outdoors, we have a fire pit that is the best thing we've ever invested in. We sit around that thing as a family. We sit around that thing as an extended family. When we have Zach's parents over and his sister, we and kids, we all sit out there and my father-in-law plays the guitar and we sing at Christmas. I mean, that's amazing. But we also have people over and and just can, you know, we don't even have to do dinner. We can just come over, have drinks, have, you know, s'mores, whatever. And we can just catch up. It doesn't even have to be a lot of trouble. But that fire pit is everything. So guys, find whatever it is your experience is in your home. We have lights strung over it. And I'm telling you, we are out there all the time. I mean, sometimes even if it's too hot, we'll light a fire and and sit out there together. So find what your experience is and where you can do it easily without having to think hard so you can just have neighbors over or have friends over without making a big fat plan. I think that's one of the most important things. And then yes, what I've said over and over again in this is be intentional with your conversations. Ask deep questions. So my daughter Kate, she keeps a conversation book that she takes with her everywhere. She'll bring it out at a dinner. Now she wrote it. It's We will publish it eventually one day. It's fantastic because everybody asks for it. But at If Gathering, you can go and in the shop, we've got conversation cards. You can gather those. But I do believe that those intentional questions will change the depth of 
a dinner for you, that will change the depth of a small group for you. You've got to go to deeper places. That's why you feel unknown. That's why you can have a lot of people around you, but not feel like anybody really knows what you're going through. Let me tell you, the numbers are, as we're talking about in this whole series, the numbers are staggering of how many people are struggling with anxiety, loneliness, depression. We've got to be honest about where we are with our people. And the best way to do that is to jump in and go first. Hey guys, this is Chloe. I want to make sure you know about Jenny's latest book, Get Out of Your Head. It has been just incredible to see the hundreds of thousands of you who have already read it and are sharing online how much it has changed your life like it has changed mine. A review on Amazon says, I hung on to every word. I seriously believe God's hand was in the writing of this book. I learned so much. Everything is backed up by scripture. My life has changed as a result of this book. I have a choice. That is exactly how I feel about it too. And I want to make sure that you go grab a copy today. You can get it on Amazon. Now it's in almost every Target store across the country. And we just want to hear what you think after you read it. Maybe this fall is when you invite a few friends over and you guys do a get out of your head book club. You can go to JennyAllen.com and in the top bar at the very top of the website, it says get out of your head book club. We've created a PDF for you that's completely free and does all of the hard work of organizing a book club for you. So go grab your copy and download the PDF today. Thanks again for listening today. We will see you guys next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. Podcast.